You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and with me, as always, is Zach Batista. Zach, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing great. As you can tell, both our voices are absolutely shot after <laughs> this amazing weekend of indie wrestling. Yes, yes, yes. Our voices are absolutely destroyed because uh, we just got done with the collective weekend in Indianapolis, and we had... Uh, Five incredible shows that we want to spew to you about today on our very special episode here live, still in Indy. Me and Zach are currently in the same room along with our friend, Ryan Knightsey. Ryan, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm doing well. I feel like my voice uh, is the best <laughs> of the three, but uh, it, it still, I can feel it. it it's it's a it's a laid back episode of Independent Waters. It feels like yes, it is very much. Uh, Ryan Ryan definitely conserved his voice the best out of the three of us. Uh, mm-hmm. Me the worst, which is crazy because I usually do the most talking on this show. <laughs> no, but uh, other than that, though, I'm doing really good. I thought we saw a lot of great wrestling this weekend. Um, all five slash fi- all five shows we saw in person, I thought were very very good. Um, you know, there's obviously there's some things of every show, but other than that, like I still had a lot of fun, and I think it was totally, you know, the question of whether or not the weekend was worth it. Uh, I feel like it was. It's tough to say as long as we don't get COVID. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's the real test. <laughs> uh, when we get back. I think I personally think it was worth it because uh, it gave a, it, it for me it it gave me like a little bit of like it gave me something good to look forward to, even though. Uh, our original trip of this got canceled because we were going to go to the Tampa one originally. Yes. We were going to literally go to like five of the shows happening in the Florida gig. Yes. There was had, a bunch. I think we had seven. It was, I think we had tickets to seven shows in Florida. That, that sounds, sounds right. That sounds more accurate. I know we had the Supercard of Honor and like Prestige and Yeah, we had, we had some ones that got canceled, canceled, yeah. and then we got the Collective. Then we got the Collective. Got so Spring Break and Barnett, thankfully... Hey, we did salvage a good week. Like I said, I think we did salvage a good week. I thought it was this great. Was, this was an all- I, I had a great time. These shows were sick. Oh, so um, and for those of you who don't know, uh, Ryan Knightsey, now that I'm getting to it, he is my co-host on Hit the Books that you can listen to every Friday on here on the Hit the Books Network. A perfect plug. Nailed it. <laughs> a perfect plug. Absolutely yes. nailed it. So today uh, we have a special episode. We're not going to be going over... Um, matches per se, but we are going to be just kind of giving a quick review of each show that we went to this weekend and just picking out some highlights and lowlights of each show and uh, saying how we liked it. If we went through every single match, guys, we would have to go over to like 40-something matches. Yeah, this but would be like a really long show if we did that. I tallied it. Didn't I? What did I say? 49, 42? Yes. Was it? Yeah, I remember, something like that. Yeah, we watched like over 40 I matches. I remember going into Shimmer. We were at 34. 
two or five, and I was, and you said we were hit. We would hit forty by the end of the night at least. Yes, I think I think at Shimmer we were at thirty two, and then at the end of the night it was forty nine or something. Ridiculous! So much wrestling. Also, we're gonna plug an honorable mention show of uh, of Glory Pro that we watched, but not live in person. Yes. Yeah, we bought this. We we bought the pay per view when we got here, but we didn't watch it live. Shout out to AJ Gray versus ACH in that paper, in that uh, show. That sh- match is great. If you have any time, go watch that. Yeah, uh, I I I can't talk on that match very much <laughs> because <laughs> I kind of missed it. Like he was shot. Uh, yeah, I was pretty shot from the the trip up, and I no no offense to the competitors, I'm sure they did great. I was just very tired, and I fell asleep during that match. Yeah, Glory Pro. Uh, obviously, this is the show we didn't see live. We saw through Fight TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very it was a very solid show. I also missed a couple of it because at one point I took a shower. Mikey, you know, we were all. This was the show. Like we were still. We're getting like settled in is the best way. We were yeah. getting settled in. We we already drove up the night before. But this was now us, like, we woke up, we recorded Hit the Books, um, and then... Made some lunch. Made some lunch, and then, like, we're making lunch, like, we finished recording Hit the Books, and it's, like, um, uh, I think it was, like, this show started at 3 p.m., I think it was? Yes. We finished recording at, like, 2, 2.30. It was, like, yeah, 2, 2 2.30, and we were, like, okay, we need to get our shit together, so it was, like, we still had showers and food to eat and stuff like that so there were obviously we can't give a full review of the show but uh yeah, it was in there a lot of us missed a lot of parts but i really liked aj gray ach that was the main event for the crown of Go- glory title match mm-hmm. really solid wrestling on both of these parts uh this was obviously the s- big their big storyline going yes. in tor- sort of um ach uh just putting on ach is this like new indie character where he's just like the He's not cocky. It's like just the confident heel. Mm. Like he just knows that he's good. It's a very similar character to sort of like how Alex Shelley has been doing on the independent scene recently. Especially like in Black Label Pro. It's like he's not cocky or anything, but he's definitely like doing some sort of like kind of heel moves. Yeah, like he knows he's good and he's a bit of an ass about it, but he's not like in your face awful about it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and AJ Gray held his own as well. I found out a couple of days later that AJ Gray has wrestled this entire weekend with a, uh, what was it? Br- cracked, cracked rib. Cracked yeah. rib. It's insane to pull off a match like that. Yeah, twenty, nearly 20-minute match like that. Jesus. That's insane. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say that I, I, I love the... Uh, North versus Alexander and Blake Christian. I thought I they. Was, I was just about to mention that. That was there you go. Do you want? Do you want to talk about? It? Sure. Uh, the North versus uh, Alexander and Blake Christian. That match was awesome. I think it was a great showcase for the North. I think they really brought it that match. I think everyone in that match just really brought it, and I thought it was really good. Agreed. One hundred percent agreed. I mm-hmm. I really liked also Warhorse versus Zachary Wentz. That also was a great. Weekend long story, I Possibly. guess. Possibly, we still don't know a, if it was just a. We don't know if it was a weekend long work or if was it was a uh, a ride that started on Friday and ended on Sunday. I guess we should give them context ish. During this match, at the end of this match, Warhorse went to go get his belt and he couldn't find it, so he started to like get mad. He shoved the ref, and like the commentators didn't say anything about it. They were just kind of like, "Well, here goes the next match." And also, all of us on Twitter about it. We're literally sitting there like, "What the fuck." This this work this is shoot only to find out later in the night at least whether or not Ryan put up a good point they could have made this into an angle the the, the angle was that someone stole it and is now going to fight him for it well 
the well, it was someone like like you said at the end of the night. Someone posted it allegedly to oh yeah eBay for Craigslist like, Craigslist for like eight hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. So whether or not whether or not it was a real thing that happened where someone stole it and they got it and and then you know I do know TV got it back. The guy who found it on Twitter was Dan the Dad. That's true. That is true. The guy that posted on Twitter it was originally posted on Reddit, I believe. Yes. But whether or not whoever posted that on Reddit. That's one thing. But yes, Dan the Dad was the one that kind of shared it on Reddit or from on from Reddit to Twitter. Which there's just so many like things of us going, I don't know what the fuck is the shoot or the work now. Whether or not they made a good job out of it. They did. So. They made yeah, a good angle out of it. I enjoyed it. Um I just for later. I also just want to bring up uh, Hakeem Zayn versus Kylie Ray. That match Another was awesome, I thought. Another great match for Kylie Ray. And Hakeem Zayn did a good job in this match. Yeah, Hakeem Zayn brought it. Uh, this was his only show of the weekend. Obviously, he brought it. Kylie Ray did as always a good job. Hakeem Zayn just being the utter heel, <laughs> just yeah. just healing every single opportunity he, he can get. His manager just was like the healiest thing you could ever see. Just mm-hmm. oh. can I match though? Can I talk about uh, Jake something versus Manders? <laughs> Go for it. The the match that shouldn't have then the match that should have just been a singles match. It should have been a street fight, man. Yeah, so I, this was the ball rope match between Jake Something and Manders was a one of the matches on this card I was excited for because I was like, this should be good. So the match starts, and like obviously the referee has to put the ball rope. You know, the ball rope match idea is that you're putting attaching a rope between everyone's wrists. Well, not everyone's wrists. The ref's not included. Between Imagine. The, between the participants' uh, That'd be wild. wrists. Um, and they have to fight. That's basically it. And it's like basically no disqualification at that point. It's the same thing as a dog collar match, except it's around your wrist instead of your neck. Exactly. Um, and there's also like a cowbell on the freaking rope. Something like yeah. But um, the way they tied the bull rope to people's arms is they just did like a loose, like, thread it wasn't like a strap like it usually is it was like they just tied it the rope itself just like one one knot basically basically a slip knot on each of the contestants rope on wrists the entire match it just kept undoing for both participants jake something constantly managers sometimes as well the, even the cowbell, which was like supposed to be in the middle, was it just not even, fell off. It wasn't even like loose; it just fell off at one. It wasn't like attached. It was sliding, so it kept sliding. There was a point in the match where like Manders was obviously trying to get the cowbell, like something was on the top rope. He was choking out Manders. Manders was like l- trying to grab the rope and move it up so they can get the cowbell and hit something. <laughs> it, he kept trying to, but by pulling the rope, the cowbell was just staying on the ground and like getting less and less on the actual rope. And then they just gave up the spot and thing. This match, besides all of that, this match was good. It just, if it wasn't a bull rope match, it would have been great. Or if the bull rope match was executed better. Yeah, just. <laughs> Just actually tie it like, around their wrist or get them a strap or something. There's a there's just a better way to do it. I know that costs money, you independent wrestling company, but come on. You made the match look you dumb. You independent wrestling you company. You made it look... It, it, <sighs> I blame the... I blame the promote Glory Pro on that one because it's like that looks... It looks so bad now. Like it, it, Yeah, it was rough. It would have yeah. been a great match if they had the actual stuff together. Well, if we were to give... Glory Pro, a quick rating on the miss-out or mark-out scale. What are we thinking? With the context of the weekend, 
I would probably give it, I want to just say a meh, but I'm, I'm torn here. Yeah, I mean, we. I also didn't watch... All, I missed, like, three or four matches of this card, so I can't really give, like, the best thing. But what I did see, it's, like, a high meh. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... It It's not there yet, but, like, if the bull rope was working, it probably would an easy mark out. Uh, no, I'm not going to blame it on the bull <laughs> rope. But, like, of, of what I did see, I would give it a high meh. So whether or not those other matches... Meet that expect, you know, uh, oversee that expectation. Uh, is uh, hopefully uh, eh, some of the other matches when I'm looking at the card now. Like I'm thinking to myself, these aren't bad. Because I will say one thing to point out: I was very pleased there was no bad wrestling on here. Yeah, like, out of uh, all I'll things, there was no no one was like Eva agreed, Marie Bab where I was like, oh my god, stop wrestling. Yeah, stop. From, from what I saw, a lot of the issues were from just like things that could have been easily fixed. And I don't think anything was on the wrestlers part really. It was. I agree with you guys on the high meh spectrum. I thought it was a good show. Mm. I enjoyed what I saw. Um, but it was nothing uh, super remarkable. Anyway, now that we're done with our honorable mention, let's get into our first show that we saw live this weekend. We saw Joey Janela's Spring Break for Spring Break Forever. Personally, I think this show was absolutely bananas. <laughs> this show was insane. Any highlights for you guys on a this couple, one? A couple, but I'll shorten it down to... Uh... Since I know what one of you is going to pick, I have to give honorable mentions to ACH versus Leo Rush. I thought this match was fantastic. Both guys really brought their A game. And I also learned late in the night the commentary was really bigging up how both these guys were kind of on a path of redemption. Both having their issues in the indies, both then having their issues in WWE, and then both now showing up here. And both bringing their all and really trying to like have a more respectable, like be more re- redeemable with each other. And I really liked it because it added more layers to the match because these guys... Gave everything they had, and I, I couldn't get enough of this match, in my opinion, though. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that match was really great. These two really just put their heart and soul into it. You could tell how passionate they were to have this match. Yeah, th- you're right. This match mattered to both of them. Exactly. You felt, And you felt it. Yeah. It, 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 that point came across clear. Be, before the match, during the match, after the match, when they hugged it out at the end, it, this was a moment for them. And I remember hearing somewhere that, like, Leo Rush is probably going to, like, not necessarily retire, but stop wrestling, focus on, like, rap and whatnot. He says that a lot. This is true. But I could see this being his last. And I think if this was his last, it would have been it would have been well worth it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, all right. Well, I think a highlight for me for sure was... Um, Ricky Morton versus Joey Janela. I, was, I knew one of you was going <laughs> to uh, put that. That match, that match was, I did not expect that match to be as good as it was. And those two didn't, I mean, Ricky Morton especially did not need to go as hard as he did for us. Ricky Morton bled for Joey Janela's spring break. What, <laughs> 2020, we're having Ricky Morton, legendary Hall of Famer, uh, rock and roll express. <laughs> express. 64 years of age, blading. <laughs> Blade, not only blading, but doing pile drivers through plastic tables. Which was fucking awesome. It was so amazing. cool. Amazing. There was so many crazy spots in this match. This Just this match in general, these two really brought it. And they did not have to go that hard, but they did for us. And it was it came out for an awesome match. And I, it was definitely, a, for me, like one of the sleepers of the night. Because I thought it was going to be like, I thought this match was going to be fine but this match ended up being awesome yeah i mean in in 
honestly, like that doesn't necessarily surprise me. I mean, Ricky Morton is always is a legend, right? He knows how to put a good match together. Joey Janela is a, a legend of the independent scene. Put those two together, and what do you got? You got an amazing match where the. I mean, I don't, the story was just, I'm going to beat you up. I'm just going to beat the other person. I and that's the simple story. Ricky Janela was going with the, uh, the, uh, not the whole, like, not having legends overshadow current dudes, something like that. Like, legends, something like that. I, I feel like I heard him say something like that in the match, but granted, you're far away, so. Yeah, it's true. Ricky Morton just brought, uh, I, it, it's just, just the most surprising thing to me was how much Ricky Morton brought and how much he could still go. Canadian honestly. destroyers out the water. How how like it's, how it's, like with his with his age, it's amazing how much he was able to pull off uh, of this match. And I give him hundred percent props Janella for this. Took so much punishment. Um, and Janela took so much punishment. Morton took so much punishment. These two just put each other through the ringer, and it also this, and it made for a great match. The crowd also was so into this, so like it was. This match was bumping basically. It's almost saying. like if you put on a good match, the crowd's gonna like it. <laughs> A match that I really want to talk about. Um, I'm looking at this entire card, and there's like, uh, I can think of points for every single match on this card. Pretty much. So it's very difficult, but I want to shine a light on a match that really impressed me: Iron Beast versus the Rascals. Yes, that match was very, very good. Oh, I came out of this match wanting more Rascal matches, and I've never heard of them before this match. I've heard of the Rascals before, and I greatly enjoy the wrestling, but I came out of this match wanting more Iron Beast, KTB, and Shane Mercer. They looked uh, amazing. If people haven't heard of the Rascals, Ryan, who was wrestling for them as well? Uh, for today, the Rascals are trio groups, but today, or on, on this show, it was Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz. Rascals are a tag team. They also feature uh, Trey Miguel. Keep forgetting. I'm sorry, Trey. I keep forgetting your name. Um, but yeah, they're uh, Impact Impact Wrestling team, and they're really, really good. Um, but uh, Iron Beast was the team that I loved to. I thought they looked great. They had great move set. Uh, I remember that um, assisted back flipping slam that mm-hmm. Iron Beast did. Yeah, that um, was awesome. That was great. The just the pure. This isn't really a move of the Iron Beast move set, but uh, just having, just pulling a door out from underneath the ring, throwing it up as Xavier goes for a suicide dive out of the ring. Oh, that just the thud he made when he hit that door. Just I was like, oh, that hurts. It was it was so loud, and in in I don't know how it picks up on the fight stream. But the cavernous, loud noises that come from that ring, because of the like, it's it's the building we're in is concrete floors, cinder block walls, Echo City, like it's just everything. Everything you can do will just echo off of everything else. They which which was used to an advantage of another match we'll talk about later. Yes, I mean it used it was an advantage of every single match. Like every single powerful move you do, you just hear it ring out forever. Um, and that dive into a door was beautiful. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, like every you heard, like every chop, every slam, it was just booming. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, like I'm looking at this card. Like every single match was like really, really good. I mean, we had the yeah. the, su- the surprise start with uh, Orange Cassidy. Oh, the building literally oh, blew man, the roof a, off when he yeah. showed up. Then we had Gresham Moriarty for 20 minutes, just pure Ooh. technical wrestling. Good, also very good. Wrestling. It felt like they wrestled a pure wrestling title match, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, shout outs to the 
finale of the night, which would be Matt Tremont's retirement match. Yeah. That match was great. I wanted to just get into that real quick. I just wanted to get everyone's quick thoughts. I personally thought that match was insane. It was a great way to close out the night. I think it was a great send-off for Tremont. Um, and I think it really rounded out the uh, different, the crazy amount of different styles we saw just at spring break. Actually, yeah, now that you point that out, there's a lot of styles. Catch. Then we had the high-flying, like, super fast-paced tag action with the Rascals and Iron Beasts. We had some great singles competition. And then you have a death match. Yeah, whatever you whatever you say about Joey Janela, he puts together a great show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He puts together, like, a solid, diverse card. Except which, for one low light, I think. I was going to say that yeah, yeah, at yeah, one yeah. point, and it was literally just because it was too goddamn long. The low light, I think our, our all of our low lights was the, the clusterfuck battle royal. It's something that's been said on Twitter. All yeah, weekend, it was just like, it was long. It was a little sloppy. It made the night go on way too long. Like, was it, it, it pushed fun? back? It pushed back the show yeah. after it. It was kind of a mess. It was fun. There was some cool wrestlers, but it's, there was just too many. There was a point where there were like the whole outside ring was just filled with people, and I was just sitting there thinking, guys, you 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 got to get rid of some people. We the ma- <laughs> like when when is this gonna happen soon? But um, there were some good spots too, like. Juicy showed up along with Tankman. They both had great spots. Where they just literally killed people. Um, I'm trying to think what other good spots happened in that match. That violence really... is forever coming out. Yes, and Kevin Koo of Violence is Forever coming out in a Super Dragon mask, curb stomping Alley Cat and taking away one of her nine lives. Yes, that oh was brutal. Oh. I literally, I remember, I remember physically when I was there. I watched Alley Cat's head hit the ground, and I heard the echo and. I just went, I literally, like, flinched. I was like, ugh. I was looking away. It was, like, it was rough. It was definitely so rough uh, to watch in person, especially. I I loved, I I called it beforehand. I was like, we better for god dang GCW Joey Janela Spring Break 4 see Yoshihiko take on the Invisible Man. And we did. That was amazing. That was all I wanted. I didn't care about any of the other Invisible Man spots, but all I wanted was to see Yoshihiko, a doll that other wrestlers have to sell for, take on nothing. <laughs> take on the Invisible Man. Now or, having to an invisible sell... wrestler, uh, an invisible wrestler who wrestlers have to sell for. It, yes, it is a a doll because that's the only way you can do it. A doll now has to sell slash fight nothing. It it's the only thing that the doll can sell for. It it was crazy. I, that's like that's all I want. And then everything else was like yeah. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, it was super. It was just super fun to see s- stuff like that. Um, man, why has it got to be an hour long, man? What the fuck? I love the inv- I, lo- I love when the Invisible Man shows up. Cage match uh, usually puts like the times in for all these matches. They have the times for every single other match. Like you know, Gresham Moriarty mm-hmm. was twenty fifty. Uh, Tony Depp and Alex Shelley thirteen twenty nine. The uh, clusterfuck doesn't have a rate uh, time. Oh my god! So the, they didn't even bother. <laughs> stopwatch ran out of battery. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps up our thoughts on spring break. What do you guys think? Miss out, Matt, or mark out for spring break? That's a mark out for me. I I agree with Zach. I think for me, spring break was definitely a mark out. I I loved it. I popped. I was there. Were so many great moments. I, it, it even even with the the clusterfuck being underwhelming. I think the whole rest of the night was still. Absolutely awesome. It's a it's a low mark out for me. It would I mean the every single thing was really really good. It, just the clusterfuck was just incredibly long and got extremely tedious. And obviously, 
there you have to sort of acknowledge that there may or may not have been backstage uh shit that went down in terms of the agenting of this uh clusterfuck battle royal. We still don't know what's going on over there. But um uh you know, at the very least, uh the show was pretty good. Uh I'll give it a low mark out for me. Cool, cool. Well, then let's move on to show number two that we saw live very late at night slash early in the morning. We went to Freelance Underground. Uh, That was a fun card, I think. Uh Very interesting. (laughs) Uh, So we saw that. We saw that show. What were your guys quick takes? I there were a couple matches on this card that I thought were really good. There were some that as a match, I have to say that it wasn't a great match, but it was entertaining. So I, had I don't know why you're time. looking at me when you say that. Because <laughs> there's a specific match here where I was like, you know, as a match, that match wasn't great, but I had a fun time watching that match. In terms of being positive, uh, I think the the easily the best match in the card was Kylie Ray versus Josh Alexander for the freelance world title. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Uh, the, you mean the match where Kylie Ray broke Josh Alexander's nose? True. Yes, that uh-huh. is true. Yeah, that match was definitely a highlight for me. I love I love Kylie Ray. We've what that's no surprise to to longtime fans of this show. I love Kylie Ray, and I was I've, and this match was just highlighted everything good about both competitors. It highlighted Josh Alexander's just pure strength and power, and just just ability to be a heel. And it highlighted Kylie Ray's like never quit, never give up spirit, and yes. it showed her 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 technical wrestling technical wrestling prowess as well. Agreed. I have to say one thing is you have to remember that when we saw this match, it was like 2.30 in the morning. And yes. she and Josh Alexander and Kylie Ray energized the building. I specifically remember there was a point right before yeah. the finish where everyone was like on their feet, were like super energized, yelling at Josh, just fucking tapped the fuck out. And I, when he did, the building blew off the roof. Kylie Ray then left. But I was like, all I remember thinking was she, they energized. Both of them made the entire room go from, holy fuck, it's tired. I'm tired. Just I'm ready to go home. To wrestling is awesome again. And I I would I would say that the scramble did a little bit of that. I would say the mm-hmm. triple threat with Ethan Page, Kobe Carino, Shane Mercer also oh, did a little it? bit of that. I was I was gonna I was gonna bring that was actually the, the next threat. match. I really actually. liked the triple threat. That I really enjoyed that entire that match. Really, the triple threat would would made it great for me being in the audience was the acknowledgement from Ethan Page <laughs> saying that who's ready to wrestle at two in the morning? Like it's a joke, but for me, the audience is like, Oh great. They're, they're kind of upset about this and they think, find this whole thing ridiculous and sort of like they're making the levity of it. It's a, maybe I'm, I'm obviously reading too much into that, but it, it, it was much needed because then we get that. And it's like, Oh yeah, they're also being like, this is ridiculous. And, you know they're also being part of it. It, and it, then we br- get... it brings it to that. It, it grounds it. It brings it. To, it brings you back Correct. into reality. It's like, oh yeah, they're people too. Ethan they... literally went to sleep in the before the match even started. He laid under the ring apron for a hot second, and I was I was at the same boat. Where I was like, okay, even they understand. It's two in the morning. And we're all watching a pro wrestling match. But I brought it up. The scramble I thought was even was really good as well. Oh I thought, yeah, that was a good match. That was this easily the second to best match of this card. Um, it was a very, very good match. I thought Blake Christian Alexane always doing great as well. I thought Elena Black did well as well. And then the newcomers, Storm Grayson and Davey Bang as well, mm-hmm. thought held their own. Davey Bang seemingly just doing a Hangman Adam Page gimmick, <laughs> but with instead of beer, it's Bang energy drinks. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And that's all the matches I'm going to talk about. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll, I'll, I'll mention, shout out to the one match that Mikey and I had fun watching, which was Brothers yeah. of Unstruction versus Warhausen. Uh, yeah, the match, I think, I, think, I think all of us in this room agree that in terms of wrestling, match was bad. In terms of entertainment, match was fun. I had a great time watching them. From Dan Housen being abducted by the fucking Brothers of Unstruction because he's a clown. To that was very good. They 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 saw the face paint and then they they brought Danhausen over to their side and he's like he's a clown with us. And Danhausen's like no, I want to be with Warhorse. War to Danhausen doing his dance on the apron and Warhorse headbang shimmying along the apron with to, him to tequila to tequila of all things was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I know Ryan hated this match, so let's move on. I okay. I'm trying to. I've been trying to think of like good things I have to say about this match. It's, I, you don't have you don't have to say good things. No, like, I, like I get it. If you don't like a match, you don't like a match. It happens to to keep my journalistic integrity. I want to try to think of a good thing to say. You're about allowed it. to be honest. Uh, there it they were. I think Warhausen did a good job of trying to keep the entertainment up. I was just not into the Brothers of Funstruction at all. We got a a tag team doing the evil doing the clown gimmick, but now they also have props. Um, I was really hoping for a banana spot, and that never happened. Ban- banana peel slip on the tequila, that never happened. That, I think that's a missed opportunity, and that's also why I think it's bad. But besides that, I like it. I and I, I've been thinking about it as well is that I don't know if I was upset about this match because of what the match was, or if it's because this is a comedy tag team match at one thirty in the morning. You know, like, if this was, like, during, you know, if this was at 6 in the afternoon, maybe it would have been better. But the fact that this, I'm watching this at one thirty in the morning, it's like, this is not what I, I do not want to be doing, watching this right now. Uh, I want to be, like, watching something else. If you, if you put the tri- triple threat here instead, I would have been like, oh, great. And then I get into other things as well. Like, I... This set me in like a bad mood for like the rest of the card, and the scramble helped get me out of it. Mm. But yeah, I, I mean, Ruffo the clown and Yabo the clown. I, <laughs> I have no interest in seeing them wrestle again. That's fair. I, I I wasn't really into their into that whole gimmick either. It's like uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. I just don't think a clown. Like I I don't even think a clown gimmick is just very funny at all. And What's with Freelance's obsession with clowns? Frank the Clown, those two clowns. Robert half Eagle of Robert, Robert Anthony being a clown. Three and a half clowns Robert on the show. Had who, who, just as clowns. Another part of the show did win the title. Did win a title off of Effie that night. This is true. I have to point out here: Indianapolis fucking hates Frank the Clown, man. Every time he showed up, all I heard in the crowd was like, fuck you, Frank, or like, yeah, it was you rough. went to college for two years, Frank, rough. and you still fucking suck. Rough, 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 rough night like, for Frank. damn, dude. <laughs> fuck. Uh, all right, well, with that out of the way, what are we giving Freelance Underground in terms of miss out, met, or mark out? Miss out. <laughs> Enough. I, I mean, it's a high miss out i guess like there's a high miss out I, like if if they ever post it online like if i'm not going to say drop 13 dollars to watch this show but if you get a chance to watch kylie ray versus alexander do that or besides get, that or you, you don't need to watch, to watch this. that triple threat 
Besides that, you don't need mm-hmm. to watch this pay-per-view. It was no. not, yeah, it was pretty not much. worth not I was going to give it a meh, and I was literally going to say it is saved for me by the scramble and by Kylie Ray versus Josh Alexander and the triple threat. Those three at the end brought my uh, rating up for this. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I, I think I'm in, I think I'm in Ryan's camp here. It was a high miss out except for some like small highlights that kind of almost brought it to meh, but I, I think it was yeah, a low really meh there. for me. Like literally like a low ass, like you are lucky Kylie Ray and Josh Alexander put on that good of a main event. Yeah. Or else that, that whole pay-per-view would have been a bust. I think, um, Agreed. Ed, anyway, next up, we're moving on to our next live show, which is BLP threat level noon. Uh, the show, the show with eight curveballs. It's cursed, man. I mean, yeah, you have to. If we're talking about this show, you have to talk about the fact that <sighs> so many of the wrestlers did not. The advertised wrestlers for the show were not there. We no. have it was uh, Carlito and Chris Masters, Carlito, Chris Masters, Fred Rosser and Darren Young. Sorry, Fred Rosser and and Heath, and Heath, Kylie, Kylie Ray, Ray, Isaiah Velasquez, um. Tankman. Tankman was not there. They said he was attacked in the back, which it became part of a storyline, but then he also showed up at Bloodsport later that day. Mm-hmm. So maybe he got better or whatever happened. What who knows? But he just never never showed up for that. And then uh Gary J as well did not mm-hmm. show up for the scramble, but then obviously he shows up later in the show. So I don't know what happened there either. I feel like we missed something here. Like, if there was an angle, if it wasn't, it was just, I was literally the whole time going, like, this pay-per-view is cursed. Yeah, I mean, they talked about, I mean, the uh, boss, like, sent a tweet where it was like, oh, this one we happen when we send eight curveballs. And maybe it's because, like, Tankman and Gary J didn't show up in time. Mm. And so they just cut Tankman altogether and used Gary J in a storyline. Maybe. But if they were there... And you're just and part of your storylines for the show was for them to not be in the scramble, mm-hmm. uh, or not 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 being the scramble, not being the fatal four way, or just the four way, I should say. Um, scrap it. You already have six people gone from your show. Don't force yourself to scrap two more. Yeah. Um, I feel that. I, and, uh, yeah, like I don't know what level of it was storyline, but if you are doing these storylines and you already have six people gone. Don't force yourself to lose two more. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a weird choice on BLP's part. But, however, with all those curveballs mentioned, I still think this show was awesome. This was amazing. The show, for what this was had, a great card. Amazing. Especially, like, even with everything that happened, this card ended up being really, really awesome and really, really good. And all I think right. a lot of the matches really, really shined. Um, let's just talk about some high, like, let's each, let, I, we, we could go on about this show for hours, but let's, let's just each give one highlight that we had. Uh, Zach, you go first, but I'm going to have to give it to, since I know that you're going to pick the other one that I was going to do, I'm going to go with, it was, okay, it was Blake Christensen, J.D. Drake, Ethan Page, and Alex Zane, I think it was. Yes. Was, was in the Fatal 4-Way, impromptu Fatal 4-Way match. Considering the fact this match went from two guys in a Fatal 4-Way and two sing- guys in a singles match, and they put it together, this match fucking slapped. This, I, was, this was great. Loved this match. Agreed. It was my first J.D. Drake match. Loved him in this match. I seen Blake Christian all weekend. He's awesome, by the way. And Ethan Page and Alex Zane did their did a damn good job with this match. Uh, I'm 
from I've been watching a lot of Evolve, and JD Drake has been someone that I've been becoming a huge fan of. I think he has all the talent in the world. Um, I I think you know I, I think he you know he can easily be used a lot more in a lot of different spots. Obviously, you know he didn't when Evolve uh, collapsed. He didn't choose to go with like WWE or anything else, or presuming he didn't give him a contract for whatever reason. But JD Drake is great. He is amazing talent. His size, his look, I think is great. He comes out immediately. You know, he. You know, this match he was supposed. This match was supposed to have Calvin Tankman and Isaiah Velasquez in it. Both those guys are out. They just put in, like you said, Blake Christian, J.D. Drake into this match because the, they were supposed to have a singles. Um, and J.D. Drake comes out. Obviously, he has like a thing with Blake Christian because they were supposed. That's what their match was planning to be. Then he immediately takes issue with Ethan Page. I don't remember what the reason for, but I remember you said something I like I think it. it was that Drake took off his towel and he threw it in the direction of Ethan Page and it hit him and he was like, oh, you want to just do that to me? Like, you're going to do me like that? I, and then from that point on, it was just kind of like, but I might be mixing the matches up. I know that happened in one match with Ethan. Yeah, but uh, it, that, that was, it was so great. That forward was just so Yeah, that, that match was really, really awesome. Um, oh, and also I like the, uh, the storyline inclusion at the end with Dan the Dad. Oh, yes, with Ethan Page going for the pin, Dan the Dad, someone he's been feuding with both on Black Label Pro and the V-Log. Yes. Uh, tearing up the pin. Getting him out of the ring and costing him the match. Yes, that was very good. Uh, Ryan, quick highlight. Quick highlight. I mean, honestly, like I, like you said, the four-way was probably my favorite, but I am going to instead talk about, um, let's see, Shelly versus Henry as the opener. Uh, I I thought that was really really good. Mm-hmm. I I thought that you know sh- this was a ma- a dream match for Anthony Henry, the Alex Shelley coming out here defending the Midwest title, um, and you know being com- being that sort of cocky confident heel kind of veteran that he is. I think put on a really great, uh, uh you know l- working the limb match, um, you know just constantly working. Alex Shelley's leg, uh, and hopefully they you know, wear him down. But ultimately, it's Alex Shelley's veteran maneuvers. And you know, the, it, it is to say that the match got kind of messed up by awkward pin finish, pin count there. Yes, mm. but and and both competitors didn't look necessarily happy about that. But you know, other than that, it was still a very good match. I mean, that's it, it's what's disappointing about those awkward pins pin counts by referees is that like it takes either like immediately deflates the ending of any sort of wrestling match you're watching Mm -hmm. the like you know it could you know it's just like because then your audience is like not celebrating it's more i'm confused about what just happened exactly yes that's always a rough thing when two when two people put on an awesome match and it's immediately just a little bit undercut by a, a weird end um a highlight for me i think in this one uh, was Jake Something versus Warhorse? I loved this match. This match was great. Uh, um, Jake Something immediately getting rid of Warhorse's face paint was a huge heel move in my eyes. Yeah, right off the top. Yeah, right off the top, taking away Warhorse's face paint, uh, which has been kind of part of the source of his power because once you take away the face paint, he goes from Warhorse to Jake Parnell, and when he goes to Jake Parnell, he is apparently a much weaker opponent, but I didn't see that in this match because he brought it. I was a huge fan of Jake Something coming out of this, coming out of the the pay, like this weekend. I was like, Jake Something is a fucking beast. I think honestly, this is one of Warhorse's best matches 
that I've seen. Yeah, I've seen a lot of War Horse matches. This was very. This was definitely up there. I, I can. I think I can agree to that. I mean, this was War Horse really brought it in this match. Uh, you know, this was for the Black Lily Pro title. You know, Jake something being the monster heel, War Horse being. Warhorse's character is very interesting because it's like he's the he's not necessarily the underdog, you know, but like he's just someone that he's like he's one of the longest reigning independent wrestling television champions. Yeah, he has he has built up a little bit of a pedigree here. I think, I think Dow the most defenses of that title. Yes, one hundred percent. Definitely, like he has like built up a pedigree here, but like he is someone that you can't. He he just keeps going and go. He's like the Energizer Bunny. Yeah, I thought more of like heavy metal meets the Ultimate Warrior. It, it's ooh it, yeah yeah yes. yeah that I works like as that well. Comparison. That works as well. Um, I think I think we all loved that match. It was awesome. It was a great showcase for both guys. Um, I before we move on, I do think we would be remiss to not talk about uh, Top Flight versus Eric Stevens and Tom Lawler. I yes. know we all also love that match as well. Top Flight. Showed their shit. Top Flight really had an amazing showing. They really, it wasn't even, they weren't even supposed to be in this match, but. I believe this one was the Carlito Chris Masters yes, one? No, is... Carlito and Chris Masters was supposed to be against Effie and Danhausen. Really? I, I thought that was the stunt doubles. No, well, that was, a re- they were another replacement. They The stunt doubles were a replacement for Carlito and Chris Masters. I'll tell you, I, I don't remember. Go on. I can't. This I forgot. I forgot who Lawler and um. I think I think Lawler and Stevens are supposed to take on Slater or he or Heath and the other guy. I can't remember whose name it right now. Fred Rosser. Yes. I believe sense. it was them two versus them, and then it was Carlito Masters versus uh, Effie and Danhausen. Gatanic Panic. Either way. Either way. Yeah. Um. Top flight. Either way. Top flight was a replacement in this match, and. I think they took amazing advantage of this opportunity, and I think it became... I think it was also an amazing advantage for Black Label Pro for storytelling purposes. And Agreed, I, 100%. Yeah, I, think, I think all around this match was better that, because type, Top Flight was in it. Agreed. I've been, so I've been watching a lot of Black Label Pro since they returned from the, return from the off-season, I guess. S- sorry to interrupt you real quick. Top Flight being Airwolf and a- Angel Dorado. Um, they have Black Little Pro has been doing a great job since coming back from the pan coming back during the pandemic. Um, I keep trying to say after, but I'm like, nah, it's not after. We're still in it. It's still happening. Um, I'm of it. Um, but yeah, this match was supposed to have two XWB people against Eric Stevens and Tom Lawler. That's uh, you know, that's a cool parachute in match to watch. But ultimately, what Black Little Pro is is they just got top top flight. This match made sense within the canon of Black Lil Pro. Uh, top Flight coming off of a title shot, going up against Eric Stevens and Tom Waller, you know, who then lose again. So it's like, oh, Top Flight, they can, you know, they're still possibly could be circling t- the title drain. Um, I I thought this was good. I I mean, I'm I'll be honest, Top Flight. I've seen a lot of their matches or recently, and I haven't seen a match that they didn't really botch into. Uh, this match was perfect for them. I think this was their match of my weekend. This was really good. This was really good. I I, th- I want to give all the props to the world of Black Label Pro. I think they are. I said it before that I think that if Black Label Pro focuses more like in, consistently on their t- storytelling, um, they have the sky's the limit for them. I mean, they they oh, shit. I'm losing my my train of thought here, but they basically um. 
I completely, I completely lost what I was going to say. This is my whole point. Black Little Pro is really, really great. They are, f- they are the um, only card that came in with stories, a lot of stories, and came out with a lot of stories for their next show. Was it that it was going to fill the hole that Evolve left? Yes, that was my that was my conclusion statement. Was that this if they continue focusing on these stories, continue on building from show to show, and continue building up to things, they I think they could easily fill the void that Evolve left. Um, and that's not to say because they already have Evolve leftover people like Anthony Henry and JD Drake, but I th- I definitely believe that if they keep what they keep doing what they're doing they have the possibility of filling that void yeah i agree i think black Lumber pro kick, kicked ass knocked the show out of the park even with the eight curveballs uh as for mentioned um i love this show and if we're gonna give it ratings from miss out matt or mark out i think i'm giving it a mark out easy this show ruled i'm also going to give it a mark out I'm easily giving it a mark out. I thought this was amazing. Yeah. Slapped. So if you if you can buy it on Fight TV, watch it. Uh, every match was awesome. This was just a great card all around, and it was just a blast and a half to watch live. Um, well, with that out of the way, and now we've given uh, a super mark out to Black Label Pro over here. Uh, let's move on to the next show in our lineup, which I believe is our second to last show of the weekend. Shimmer Volume 118. Uh, guys, what do we think? It's good. I thought they were all solid matches with a couple in particular that I was like, damn, this is really good. Yeah, I thought this was a solid show. Um, it was, you know, there was definitely a lot of stuff in here that was really good. I think there was some stuff in here that maybe went a little bit too long. Uh, there was one fan that kind of ruined some things for a lot of the audience, and we'll get into that even we'll more when it gets to, to Bloodsport. We'll blood yeah. um, but there was a lot of standouts for me. I mean, there were some women on here that I haven't seen wrestled before. Um, one big standout was Lacey Ryan versus Devine. Devine. Devine, I believe. Davian. Davian. Lacey Ryan. Never seen her before wrestle. She looked amazing in this match. She she along with Iron Beast earlier were was a was a was a wrestler that I want to see more of her. I I, I think she had she had a great look. She had great speed, great move set, um, great strength. I I think she just had she had all of the tools, and I will, can't wait to see more of her. I think this is she is someone that I, that. I mean, yeah, sky's the limit for her at this point. I agree. Uh, Lacey Ryan definitely put on an awesome showing. Um, I think a big highlight for me was the tag team match with the Bird and the Bee versus Kayla Cassidy and Sierra. I liked that match a lot. Uh, Not knowing uh, the Bird and the... I've seen singles matches with Willow Nightingale and Solo Darling. I've never seen them tag team before. And I've never seen Kayla Cassidy in Sierra, but everybody in this match impressed me, and I thought it was very good, very entertaining. And I thought the Bird and the Bee really, really brought it, and their charisma is through the roof, honestly. It's unbelievable how into them I was so quickly. Mm. For me, my highlight would probably be the main event, because I had never seen a Kimberly match. Kimberly versus Nicole Savoy blew the roof off the place. Fucking great match. Despite that one fan being annoying, I was so into this match. Nicole Zavoy impressed the hell out of me. 
it's Kimberly because Mikey was marking out for Kimberly, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, I, she's got to be good again, at as least, fan, or entertaining. As fans of the show would know, I love Kimberly. I like Kimberly very much. A lot, I've reviewed uh, plenty of her matches in the olden days of Indy 500. Yeah, this the main event was just astounding. It was Nicole Savoy coming out there, you know, giving her all. Kimberly giving it her all as well. I mean, they went out here for the fight and they, they beat they brought the it. shit out of each other at some points yeah. in this match. And I absolutely um, shout outs for me by the way to Layla Hirsch. I think she, is that her last name? Yes, yes. She was in a Black Little Pro. I didn't talk about it, but in here too, I was just reminded how much I was impressed with her this weekend. Yeah, in the last three shows we watched, Layla Hirsch was in all of them, and in all of them, she impressed me. I love that Layla Hirsch shows up for one day and kind of steals it. Yeah, like I would, mm. say, I would argue if anyone was the potential MVP of that day, it might have been Layla Hirsch. I agree because she was in every show we watched that day, and like, and every time I saw her, I was impressed, or I was impressed, or being like, "Damn, this is a great match," and I then. It was just always positive for for Layla Hirsch. I think. Yeah, I came out of the Shimmer going like, "Damn, I need to watch more matches with a lot of these uh, a lot of these women because they they fucking some of them really like put out a good ass match." I agree. Um, so what are we giving Shimmer one eighteen a miss out Matt or mark out? I'll go first. I'm gonna give it a meh because while a couple matches like. For instance, a high end and Thunder Kitty's match and and Kimberly and Nicole Savoy's match I thought were good, like really good. A lot of the other matches in this card were like solid to me. Like most of them were just fine. Nothing awful, nothing bad. Good wrestling, good job on everyone's part. No one fucked it up. It's good. Yeah, I think I can agree with that. I'll, I'll, I'll also give it a met. Like it is, there's a lot of great matches on here. There was a lot of solid stuff on here. And at the end of the day, like, there wasn't a bad match on this card. Just everything was just like solid, mm-hmm. like the you know solid wrestling. Um, like I don't have a single complaint. Like it maybe maybe it's like the maybe the the criticism there is that nothing really like blew me away up until the main event or specifically Lacey Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, but like or or maybe I you know there wasn't a stories or something that I really it was it was a lot of like it felt like I was parachuting into a lot of different things hmm. um, makes sense but and maybe that is why I didn't really fall completely in love with every single thing but at the end of the day no one messed up really no one really had a bad match it, everything was just solid so I mean man I'm I'm with you guys here it's, it's mad but for me it's a high mad because I really did like everything a lot and I really enjoyed the show as altogether. I really think that Kimber that Kimberly uh Nicole Savoy match was absolutely insane. I really, really liked the Bird and the Bee. I really, really like Layla Hirsch and um Lacey Ryan. Sorry, I'm terrible with names. Uh Lacey Ryan was also another <laughs> another standout. This I think this show was just full of really great wrestling and if you like wrestling in general, this is a great show to watch. Um, all right. Well, that brings us to our last show of the weekend that we saw live. Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. What did you guys think? One word. Amazing. One word. Two syllables. Two <laughs> syllables. Oh, no. Three syllables. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I fucking love this entire goddamn. This show was fucking amazing. Yeah, I thought this was great. Uh, I This is my show of the weekend. Um, I, I've, if you've listened to me, uh, talk about on, like, on I hit the books or when I guessed on the Indy, Indy 500 before, 
I when I look when I'm watching wrestling, I'm looking for solid wrestling. You know, I'm a big fan of that sort of technical style, that you know, the power style, like um, less, you know, not necessarily flash is bad, but just you know, less flashy. It's not also not old school. I'm just looking for like good solid wrestling. And obviously, with blood sports, the whole thing that sort of worked shoot style that you know of old Pancras, uh, UWFI sort of thing that you know work shoot style where they're coming out here and it's just a fight. The fact that there was a million people in not a million but uh people a bunch of people in here in like a hundred degree thing felt like it was underground fight club which is the exact atmosphere that you want for Josh Barnett's blood sport. I think that was the coolest thing about it for me, was like the atmosphere was perfect. The concrete room, yeah. the cinder block walls, everything just felt, like mm-hmm. like you said, it felt like that underground fight pit, and it was awesome. Yeah, I, I, I thought this the, the show was great. Um, every match on the card was really, really good. Um, yeah, I just loved it. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I went into this, I went into Bloodsport, expecting to be a little underwhelmed because this is not my style of wrestling at all personally i like i am more of the the type that likes a lot of big spots i like a lot of story i like um i like when it's entertaining i like a little bit of comedy mixed in as well of course because i love i love stupid stuff sometimes you know uh i was never really a fan of just like wrestling like this like very technical catch very style catch the... just catch style very technical for me i always found it a little boring um but bloodsport absolutely blew me away i will i will say i came around on it this was absolutely insane this card was nuts um one of the one of the immediate highlights for me was the opening match um with simon grimm and matt Mikowski, uh when Matt Mikowski, I think, was dominating that whole match. But a lot then, of that match, yeah, gotcha. But um, gotcha. Grim was on the back foot for a good amount of it. Yeah, but then Grim hit Mikowski with like a German. A, a German suplex, and it knocked him out, and the match ended, which gave me the the which immediately cemented the idea of, oh crap, I'm not gonna be able to like predict these matches like I can do with some like some like WWE style stuff or like TV style stuff. And that was like a big selling point for me because I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen ever. Yeah. yeah. Like they can tap each other out at any point. They can knock each other at any point. It was a great opener in that sense because it told the audience like, yeah, you don't know what's happening here. We are here to fight and it could literally at any moment and it immediately, you know, in wrestling, when you're watching a show, it's really easy when you're watching a wrestling match, whether it be Black Hole Pro, Spring Break, any other matches we watch this weekend, it start it starts becoming you you recognize those trends, recognize the story beats of where we're going with and this, where, where, like where the finishing spot, like like you could tell like when it's the starting to get toward the finish, you could tell when somebody's gonna have a comeback, you could tell there's there's always those things you can predict, but for this it was like the fact that it was unpredictable yes. made it great for me. <laughs> yes. I, a highlight for me that I'll put out. Obviously, Moxley versus Dickinson was amazing, but I actually want to put a highlight to Tom Lawler versus Homicide because going into this, I saw Homicide. I'm like, I don't know how good he's going to be. And by the end of this match, I was like, this match fucking slapped. I was like, this is a great ass match, right? Legitimately, here. They yeah, literally slapped each other, slapped each other a lot. <laughs> beat the shit out of each other. Like some of the matches were heavily submission. This one, they were just punching the shit out of each other. And I was yeah. like, I'm all for this. 
homicide just a legend of this business um he is just a you know you can look back you know in nwa he was having matches with eddie kingston you know back in the old tna days part of lex with uh hernandez um homicide is just a legend and mm-hmm. he can it, it, what i liked about that match a lot it was the mixture of Mixed martial arts style versus street style. Yeah. And it was that combination of fighters that culminated in this match. It's a great match. I also love how Tom Tom Waller looks so happy when he won. He was like he was just like running around the ring. It was great. Yeah, he definitely he 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 sold it like a fight. Like he sold like you know you see that happen in like UFC all the time where like mm-hmm. they're ecstatic after a win. Exactly. He sold it like that. Which I thought was good. It was yeah, good. I agree. That match was pretty good. Like I want to gush about every match on here, but I know we we unfortunately we do not have the time. Ryan, what was the highlight for you? Uh, like we said, there's a lot of great matches. I just want to give honorable mention. To, obviously, of course, Moxley and Dickinson. Uh, honorable mention to Tankman and James. But I, personally, I have to talk about uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. versus Josh Alexander. Um, this was a great match, a solid fight. It only five minutes and one second, according to Cage Match. So a very short match, but it was good. It, it was just two Canadian dudes going at it, just beating the crap out of each other. Uh, Davey Boy Smith wins, uh, but with a power bomb, which I love because you sort of referenced it in terms of that half-and-half half suplex that Grimm did to Mikowski at the beginning, mm-hmm. that it is it, the power bomb from Davey Boy Smith is a re-legitimizer of the move. Yes. You talk about a wrestling that like any of these moves can put away any of their opponents. And in this match, the finish was that David Boy Smith Jr.'s uh, power bomb is sort of like uh, glory bomb sort of thing uh, was so devastating. You could hear it reverberate throughout the entire auditorium that it was so devastating that it knocked out Josh Alexander he got so much height on this thing, and then Alexander hit the mat, and he didn't move. He like, didn't move. He, no. didn't, he didn't move for uh, for a good bit after like, that power. Whether run. he was actually for some reason knocked out, or if he, he was, was selling, but. probably wasn't. But like that was great selling. So I was like, damn, he's just out. He's gone. And I also have to reference that uh, I did the math. So I, Mikey knows this. Zach knows this. I am an insane person. Um, <laughs> so I have this like I'm one of those like Google Sheet spreadsheet kind of guys where I have all of my matches and ratings and whatnot listed on a spreadsheet. Um, I've gone way overboard with it, so I basically I put in all my like the ratings for each wrestler, and I can tell who my favorite wrestler is based on my match rating. So I have this giant list of like almost 500 wrestlers at this point uh, rated. Um, it's my own personal cage match. <laughs> Uh, uh, but I also have the list of matches and stuff and it tells me other things so I've been tracking every single 2020 match uh, I've seen and I did the math right before Shimmer and I realized that this match David Boy Smith Jr. versus Josh Alexander was the 1000th 2020 match I've seen Um, what what a good note for 1000 yes what a good note I thought this was a great match but this has obviously those historical moments for me where I hit 1,000 matches watched, 1,000 2020 matches watched. I, I've seen more matches of other years, but this is the 1,000th 2020 match. Uh, I really made try to make a good point of like going really head, diving headfirst into wrestling this year, and I watched mm-hmm. a lot of matches from I can't various promotions. Clearly, so many. 
Dude, a thousand is insane. Yeah, and the fact that they nailed it here, I thought, I mean, boy, howdy, they they killed it. I loved it. I I know we mentioned it a couple of times, but I do want to real quick talk about uh, Calvin Tankman's match. Uh, that dude, Calvin Tankman and Alexander James. Oh my god, that match was six minutes long, but holy, did they did they absolutely beat the snot out of each other? Oh, it was amazing. Tankman just looked. Tankman had a weekend. Yeah, he Tankman yeah. had a weekend weekend, and he made the most of it. And this was, I mean, this wasn't even last match of the weekend, but he went out there. Hyped up the crowd. Crowd was with him a hundred percent. Oh my god! Yeah, he he had he had the crowd eating out of the palm of his hand. Like he was he was his his charisma was mm-hmm. through the roof and just manhandled Alexander James. Yes, just, just outpowered him. Yes. He ain't, he ain't who, a small dude. Who I was like, who is not a small dude He's himself? Fucking massive. Oh, oh, it was great. The crowd was so on his side. Yeah, that. that was great. And uh, one more match we also mentioned is. Uh, I feel like it would be, it would be a dishonor to to just move past this. But John Moxley, Chris Dickinson, what? Oh, damn Not only gosh. was it a fight, but it was for it was one of the most emotional matches I've seen literally this weekend. I think like it, like throughout every match we've seen, it was unreal. Just the just I I feel like the storyline here was. Chris Dickinson trying to make a name for himself and beat John Moxley, and John Moxley trying to cement that he is the guy. Yeah, I I loved it. You could it, the the just the the pure the pure emotion these both of these guys just showed showed throughout this whole match, and the the story that was told there was unbelievable. And I thought this match was a great main event and a great way to end our 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 weekend here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I made a comment after this ma- match, Mikey, Mikey, where the our weekend was capped off with Orange Cassidy and ended with John Moxley. Yeah, that's yeah. When you think about it, uh, this this match was great. Uh, this match uh, was ju- it was just great. It was just a great fight between Dickinson and Moxley. I just I I I when I, I tweeted every, my I, I quit quick hot take quick thoughts or whatever on every single match I saw this weekend and all I wrote for this match was that was awesome like it there's no words there's no words it was good it was unbelievable (sighs) great time and Um, then of course Moxley cut an emotional promo after the match because Ryan called that immediately uh we we had we we were were taking bets on to as if Moxley would come out with a title if he would cut a promo come out with pants or tights with pants or tight come out with pants or trunks yeah it was like, like we had we had a bunch of like questions about Moxley and mm-hmm. uh, the emo- the emotional promo was I guess a given. I will say I do want to say that one there was one really nice collective thread throughout the entire collective. Ah, nice, thank you. I tried I tried for that one. <laughs> um, there was just this sense of respect and love for wrestling and indie wrestling here. Yeah. Like yeah. every match, everyone shook their hand at the end. Of the words there was no disrespect. Everyone was just there. To support each other, AEW's guys that were there all showed how much they were happy to see the indie scene was thriving. John Moxley talked about how much wrestling brings people together and how this event itself is just so important to show that indie wrestling is alive and still going, and how much everyone's there to help each other and just put on a great time for everyone. And it was really nice to see everyone in every match like just have that feeling with them throughout it. I agree. Um, 
Well, we do have to give this one a rating, guys. Josh Barnett's blood oh, sport. Man. Uh, what's mm. what's your rating? Oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. It's a fucking mark out. Come on, I can't even fucking fake that out. That shit slapped. I'll say it again. Ryan. Slapped with slapped with a T. Yep, slapped. slapped. So much emphasis on the. Pt. <laughs> Um, thank you, pop microphones. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, the, yeah, I mean, this is this was Mark out. I mean, this was easily my show of the weekend. I thought every match was really good. The women competitors was amazing. Oh, the women's tournament was really good. Every match top down was made me excited. Uh, it was all it was right up my alley. Um, you know, it it would be it would be probably even better if there was that one fan ejected. Um. Oh. I hate that but man. Other... He didn't get ejected. I don't know. I'm saying he should have. Oh, he did. He <laughs> get didn't him get out of here. He he got he got ejected by the crowd. So the, so let's just real, real just quick explain. The there was there was this one there was this one fan, and he kept trying to chant for Allison K. But he kept trying to do the same chant over and over and over again, and no people. one was with him literally at all. But he kept trying and trying and trying until eventually the crowd turned on him. And started chanting back at him to shut the fuck up. It was the same guy from like Shimmer as well. Did it for Nikki, for, for, for Nicole Savoy. Nicole, yeah, so for Nicole, Nicole Savoy. Savoy. He did it for Moxley. The only reason he didn't get booed for Moxley is because everyone actually was. As, <laughs> everyone was like, well, I mean, Moxley. It's Moxley, yeah. So, yeah, yeah we got Moxley. And also, yeah. people were for Dickinson, too. So, there was there was like an equal love for both guys in that match. But. Yeah, that one guy. Because like, that's the thing about chanting is that I, I am totally okay with any single person chanting however they want. Obviously, I mean, you can't really yell at them about that. But the problem with that guy was that, and I don't want to put too much emphasis on him, but like his chanting was just just a wrestler's name, same tempo, same volume, same you know, same way of saying it twenty times in a row, doing that every every minute or so. It was like a fucking soundboard, man. It, it was a soundboard. Yeah, it was it was beating a dead horse. It was just like it, it wasn't it it caused the crowd to like turn on him, which in turn forced people wanting to chant ch- it forced people to chant for someone else where the whole point of chanting is to you're chanting in response to what you're being seen and now we're all chanting in response to what we're hearing from mm-hmm. this one guy and he I understand that he wants to support people, but he by what he was doing and how he was and how he was chanting is not what he was doing, but how he was chanting. He ruined, not ruined, but devalued some matches here this weekend, and it was frustrating to watch. It, it was frustrating. Had the exact opposite effect on I, supporting the wrestlers instead of taking yeah. away from the wrestlers. I'll be honest. There during the Allison K and uh, I think it was Snow match. I actually just wanted. There was a point where I actually want Allison to lose, just so that that guy would shut up. And I was like, just granted, Allison lost. The match was still great, but bro, there was a point where a guy was like, "God, dude, we get it." Yeah. And I was just like, "Stop! I'm like, just just let the match go and just let let me en- let us enjoy this match, please." Let yeah. read this up. We have no idea how much it came across on Fight TV at all. That is true. Yeah, we have no idea if it's on the pay per view or not. But watched- live, he was very annoying. Anyway, yeah. Like like I said, let's not give it. Let's, let's not give any more attention let's to not this guy. Give, let him take over for this. Collective was fucking awesome. Collective was the the collective. I want to I want to get a quick as Mikey struggles to speak. As, as, as I struggle to speak, uh, <laughs> I want I would I would just like to get your guys's as a as the as a weekend as a whole. The collective miss out my or mark out. Mark out for me. I was so goddamn impressed with this weekend. So many people showed up that I'd never heard of, and they fucking turned. They showed up and they fucking 
they put out a really so many good matches. Ryan, my experience, my wrestling viewing experience is a mark out. Okay, the qualifier is there because if I had to rate my experience and how I felt as a fan during this COVID time and COVID protocols and all that stuff, I'll be honest. I I do want to not give the props to the collective on their COVID protocols. They did almost everything they can. They did everything they could, but my issue with... They did temperature checks. They had hand sanitizer. They were wiping down the ring between matches. They they separated uh, the bleachers. Yes, but my issue with how they handled the weekend was that they had they had temperature checks at the door they had um they had you know hand sanitizer booths like i only saw 3 uh around the area and they separated the booths the the seating a bit which was also all good and mask was a mask was yeah everyone was told to wear a mask and you know the 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 issue I had that nothing f- these are all things that were in place, but nothing none of it felt enforced, yeah, it was like it was like, yes, this is all what we're doing, and as soon as you got in there it was a free for all it basically and, and that never and that became all the more present during spring break um during the the clusterfuck and then the death match at the end was that like nothing was being enforced whatsoever by the collective themselves um and I'm not saying that, that that whole thing brings me down to a math for the weekend. The whole weekend was a mark out, but I do want to bring this up that like I was disappointed in how things were that were the in the lack of enforcement of COVID protocols. Like it felt like the most followed COVID COVID protocol show was Bloodsport, ironically. Yeah. And I and I specifically believe it is because of John Moxley that it was followed better. Even before Moxley's match, they made an announcement, please wear your mask. Yeah. And then they did the match. Like, I specifically believe that is why that show had a better presence. Because Moxley's taking it seriously. His wife had it. Yeah. His opponent had it. Like, he, if he gets it, the, the int- if there is a COVID outbreak this weekend, AEW, Impact, uh, uh, Ring of Honor, uh, all these things. Well, I guess Ring of Honor has their own bubble, but all these shows, like all these TV shows, will have bad news bears on their hands. Yeah, that would be rough. Um, yeah. Seating was a bit rough for me. There were points where people were so close to me, and I was like, "Bro, can you just can you just back up?" Because it's the, the rows, the general mission seating, which was the bleaches around. They were separated by the rows. But people were sitting next to each other. Like, there wasn't, like, a pod group thing, yeah. you know? And, like, that it wasn't, like, necessarily a bad thing in that sense. But it was just, like, you know, if you put down the tape along each row of bleachers, but then put, like, small blocks of tape, small sections of bla- tape to, like, block out seating, that could have been better. Uh, I don't know. It was just I, – I wanted to bring that up because that was an important thing for me. And I, I think – I, I think it's also the elephant in the room, obviously, is mm-hmm. like the, yeah. how this this is all happening during a pandemic. But I just want to bring that up because I, I, I was kind of upset by that, by how 
GCW collective, whatever, what have you, kind of enforce those things. But other than that, I mean, other than that, there was it was you know the morning shows were very light people, so it was like not a huge deal at all. Yeah, and yeah. hopefully, yeah. We're all Shimmer, Shimmer and uh, BLP freelance. were were much more fine, yeah. and and freelance. All the less crowded shows seemed fine. Yeah, I mean, because because there's more ability to. Uh, uh, more ability to uh, space people out, yes. and they did have like both the garage doors open, but it was more of a utility thing, I feel like. But to allow air thro- air air flow through the building, mm. but still, it was just like you know, it wasn't things weren't being enforced. I would have loved if they had some of their young boys or security guys or whatever. To also, I don't even know if there was a security presence during this entire show, but that's another thing. <laughs> that's not really. That's a really sort of a thing that was just like. Well, actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> was yeah. there security? Uh, it like if they just had people around, just like yelling. I mean, I saw so many people that in the stands, not drinking or eating, they're just taking off their masks and just to enjoy or you know lowering their masks. And they're not eating or drinking or anything. They're just watching yeah. the show. I get it. I get it. It's hot in there, but still, you know, COVID. Um. To bring us back on a little more positive note, please do, Mikey. <laughs> my my entire, my, I think my entire five day experience with you two is what made it a mark out for me. Is the the camaraderie and friendship I got from seeing you for the first time since graduation, yeah, and being able to hang out with you more. Oh yeah, Zach. Sorry, I was I'm pointing at people, and this is an audio medium. Ryan, seeing you for the first time since graduation, Zach, hanging out with you more, um, and being able to just go on this trip with two other huge wrestling fans and being able to share the experience of wrestling with other people is something I don't really get a lot because mm. I think in Jersey, Zach is like one of my only friends who likes wrestling. That would be a scene here for me. Gen- and in general, it's like maybe three people, Ryan included. So it's not an experience I get often, but when I do get to have it, especially this weekend, it was amazing and super fun. And I don't think I would trade it for the world. So I give this weekend a mark out altogether, uh, wrestling-wise and just hanging out with my friends-wise. Agreed. I, yeah, th- this is this is great. I, I had a great weekend with you guys. I love this weekend. I'm very happy that I decided to go with Mikey's plan first time in Florida and then going yeah, to the again. Yeah, the, the first time it was all the way back in uh, February, I think me and Ryan started talking about, huh, you know, what we, you know what we should do? Let's go see you know, Joey Janela's Spring Break 4 in Tampa. I, I do live in Atlanta. It's only like a couple-hour drive. It's only a couple-hour flight for me, and it's not that expensive. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And then we got Zach in the loop uh, because I was like, hey, I need let, let's get more, more the merrier, right? The more wrestling fans, the better. So I got Zach in the loop, and then, you know, everything uh, happened, and it got delayed until October. And now we're now we're here on our last day of uh, being an indie. Uh, and I I had a great weekend. I loved it. I had a great wrestling weekend. All the shows were awesome. Everything was just great. Uh, just being being able to experience two new cities in five days was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thank you guys for for joining me on this weekend and going along with my stupid crazy plan. <laughs> thank you for including me. And we'll see you next year in Tampa Bay, Florida. <laughs> next April, when uh, WWE's like, we're going to Tampa, baby. And COVID's totally gone at that point. <laughs> all right, all right. So we get, we, we've we've rated the shows. We sh- we've told our highlights. 
So that brings us to the end of this episode of Independent Waters. Remember to go to iTunes, give us that rating, that five-star rating, that mark-out rating over on iTunes. Leave us a review. Tell us how you like the show. Tell us what we could do better. Tell us what we're doing right. Uh, we love your feedback over here. And remember to to also subscribe to the Hit the Books feed uh, where you can get an entire backlog of each show here on the Hit the Books network. Um, and go check out Hit the Books every Friday. Right, Ryan? Yes. Uh, opportunity for plug. Here we go. That's me putting the plug in. Uh, I don't know what that sound of the plug is, though. It, it's was, like the, it, was, the amp, it was the amp in John Moxley's <laughs> intro. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Mikey and I do a show together called Hit the Books. It's on this Hit, Hit the Books network that we have right now. Uh, every single Friday, Mikey and I write our own versions of both Raw and SmackDown. Uh, we've been doing that for over two years now, so go check that out. We have a, a very you know long history of doing the show. It's a lot of fun. It's like it's a puzzle. It, doing the show is like a puzzle, but you have to make the puzzles. I do want to say that also this Friday's episode is going to feature Zach Batista himself. Absolutely. Where he's writing his own version of NXT. So uh, definitely check that out. And I just want to plug, uh, stay subscribed to the Hit Books Network feed. Um, Obviously, there's also subscribe to the Indie Waters feed and whatnot. But we have, uh, I just want to say, like, continuously we have some changes moving forward. Um, And I'm going to announce more. I'm going to announce a new show that I'm going to do. uh, soon <gasps> as well. I guess that's my first <gasps> teaser. A new show. A new show is on Ooh. the horizon. Suspense. That's a legit my first teaser. I've actually said on audio. Interesting. Um. So there you go. Free for independent waters mm-hmm. listeners only. Not well. I mean, all listeners. If you just listen to the main feed, you listen to it too. Um. But yeah. So I would say definitely, if if you're a fan of hit the books, I definitely would recommend subscribing now. Um. Very big changes coming down the pipeline. Yes. Very big. Very good changes. Not bad changes yes i i hope there's like enough evidence there to suggest what's happening what we're doing uh but we'll hopefully announce that probably announce that in the next well uh, definitely announce that in the next couple of weeks but maybe next week or so we'll announce what officially that is yes and um, remember yeah. to uh go check out our website for any updates like that and any uh any of our any anything that has to do with this this network uh you can go to hdbpod.com or you can follow us on twitter or you can follow us on twitter at hit the books pod and subscribe to our youtube channel hit the books podcast um, where you can get literally everything that has to do with this podcast, any of our wrestling thoughts, uh, stuff like that, go subscribe there. And uh, I think that about does it for plugs. So uh, I think we're going to wrap it up here. And everyone, always remember, there is a giant sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. I'm Ryan. I don't have a thing in this outro. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a Countout Podcast.